Sentire Media Christmas, Buon Natale. Happy Holidays. Whatever you say, wherever you're listening, thank you so much for downloading our little podcast from Italy. It is the 24th of December, a beautiful, crisp, clear, cold. What's today? Christmas Eve. Oh, I know it's Christmas Eve. What's the day of the week? I have no idea. I don't even know. Sunday. Okay, Sunday. But for for me, I don't really like this weather (laughs) because I do not think this is holly nor jolly for it to be sunny and clear. I prefer dark, rainy, crappy, windy, blustery, something. I don't, it doesn't have to be snow, but throw me a freaking bone with this freaking Italian sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> well, here in our little beautiful little town of Piobico at 9.05 in the morning, we've been up since five something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to bed like um, your 12 year old probably stays up later than we do. <laughs> it gets dark early and there's not a lot to do past the hour of 9.30. So we find ourselves in bed at 9.30 and up at ridiculous by five yeah um but it is it's a beautiful um it's a beautiful day outside today and italy in general is just beautiful in this in this time of year well we had snow about a week ago and it has stuck around because where we live in the valley out here um the sun doesn't always hit the full I don't fields and the um, kind of foothills of the Apennines will keep certain areas and certain villages completely in the shadows through winter like this. And so driving around, it has been nice because there's been snow at least in our area when we say snow we're talking a dusting yeah but it's still nice it just looks nice and the blue of the morning Mm -hmm. the sun doesn't come bluebirds yep (laughs) the sun doesn't come up very early uh and the chimneys all chooching it's very it is in its own way there might not be the big trees everywhere like i like to complain about but um it still it has its own it definitely has its own charm and festive feel yeah, it's, um, Piovico put its little nativity scene in lights on the uh, hill as you come into Piovico. That's really nice. Uh, the pandemo, the panettone is everywhere. Actually, we were really good this year. We've been really good. If you've listened to past year's podcasts, we start keeping a tally. But this year, I think we had two. One we did as French toast, which I highly recommend. But that was That's Pandioro. And which is without the candied fruit oh, it's or a raisins. totally different bread. I read all about it yesterday. True, we did. Um, but people will see it it's together. A, yes. Um, and oh, we're heading to Gaggi's tonight. And the other box one. was devoured by Gaggi. Exactly. Uh, and He's got a sweet tooth for the holidays. He comes over every morning still or five mornings a day. Five mornings. A, it feels like five mornings a day. Five mornings a week for his coffee with his buddy Claudio before hunting. And At what time? 6.30 to 6.45 on the dot. And they stay for about half an hour until sunbreak. And then they can go. And sometimes if it's too... Uh, the conditions aren't right or it was snowing, then they come back for around two coffee. <laughs> Before we know it, we've sat there and shot the shit with them for like hours. Even though like we've a, been up so early. It's like we haven't it's like, done what anything. What the hell? God damn it, Gaji. And he just wants to come over, have coffee, Sambuca, and... Nosh. He says he's not hungry, but you, if you put things out, he will eat anything on the table in the morning. And yesterday he was just, I, it looked like he was a little kid taking these huge slices of uh, panettone, this big fluffy bread, and just kind of squishing it into his hand and then just smashing it into his face. And I was like, oh my God, is anyone else noticing this? But he's a, he's a picker. He's a nosher. He likes it. 
Um, so not a lot of pan, panettone. Um, what are the other big ones? The Chirone. We have. We have. I haven't had any of the Chirone. And the Panforte. And the Panforte. The Panforte is from uh, Tuscany, and that's the Siena. It is Siena, uh-huh. and it's the. Um, it's let's see. It's it almonds. Looks gross. And- I always thought it was gross, but it's weirdly grown on me. It's is it like fruit cake? I it's don't kind know. of like a fruit cake <laughs> with almonds. It's not. Yeah, it's one of those things it's that... It's weird. It's jelly-ishy and bizarre it's, and spicy it's... tasting in a way. It grows on you. It Because here you are forced... Up, it's forced upon you at these places. Like, Gaji makes you eat... You choke it down enough that they're like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it only comes around once a year, and the two times you eat it in the month of December, you're like, oh, it's kind of good. I guess it good. is okay. Same thing with me with the Chirone. Chirone is is what? It's, again, almonds and... That's like the malo. No, it's like um, nougat. It's nougat is what oh. it is. All right? Hard nougat. I don't know. I got to look that one up. Speaking of nougat, we broke into our stockings last night. And never. We try not to eat too much candy and devour. I devoured many Snickers at Snicker Fits last night and just went insane. <laughs> Side note. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> this is what happens when you wake up so early. Uh, so uh, where were we, though? I totally lost. We were talking about Gaji. We were talking about him here. Oh, the Chirone and the other one. The <laughs> oh, other. Yeah. Um, here around here, they're into this. Uh, a Pecchio Piovico or Banya is into a kind of like a bad version of bread pudding called Bostrango. And it's uh, it's another thing that if it's made in the house, it's it's good. If it's m- bought in the store, it's kind of horrible. And it's again one of those things too, where people who aren't from here do not like it. Like certain, I think Gaji was someone recently was like, "Oh no, I'm not from a Pecchio. I do not like it." <laughs> and it was like, I kind great. of agree. It's not great. So it's but, like a like bre- so it's like a very dense, heavy bread um, bread pudding almost that is dipped in liquor, and then it has candied fruit in it, and it's. It's heavy. It's weird. It's I don't quite get it. Partic- no, you have to be particular. You can't. We're too definitive in our in our speech. This is true. But one thing everyone loves, and we talk about it every year, is Capoletti. Uh, yeah, so that is going to be good. So that segues us into uh, into what's going on. We have not made the Capoletti, even though Ashley posted a video from two years ago, because the the kitchen took freaking forever. Uh, it's done. Well, it's it's. Basically, it's, it's done for now. Um, we're taking a break. <laughs> we were over budget. We were over time by uh, three times. We budgeted. We budgeted a week, and it took twenty-one days. <laughs> um, I learned a lot in doing it, and I also learned that next time, just some of the things you got to hire professionals out because they will just do it so much quicker and so much better than you'll ever do. And <sighs> the other quick thing, um, we did a little short video on it, part one. I'm a, I'll post part two soon. But th- this to me was a perfect example of why I think people are, I hate to say it, a bit insane when they want to move to Italy and restore a place when they first move. We've lived in this house for 10 years. We think we know this house. We think we've learned a thing or two about this house and what we want and how to do it. We've done some of these projects before, but never quite on this scale. And we didn't know shit. Like, <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, that... and you just think to think you're going to move to a foreign country and then do an entire house and these ideas of oh, I want to build a new place from scratch. It's like you are insane. Either you have a background well, in this, you well, have a ton matter. of money or a ton of time, well, but it just I don't know. It doesn't matter because there, when you would t- when you start peeling away the layers of of these houses, you find things that you'll never 
ever figure you'll find. And it just costs more time and more money. I, I just reiterated, yeah, that's that's a big project. <laughs> it did. It put a little. It put a little. Uh, Mm, a little uh, frowny face on our grand dreams of restoring a, a we want to take a big barn and restore it into like a uh, like open floor plan ashley's office the kitchen like a big huge pot the big huge stove in the middle but it just showed us that oh what are we i don't know what, what we're we, doing we don't know what we're doing <laughs> We're ridiculous. What ridiculous talk this is. Um, so it's so. Long story short, it's it's done. There's you know there's always the handful of things that still need to be touched up and finished. But event, on the twenty first, we realized that we'd spend the last month doing this or the last 20 days and we hadn't done any of our planning for christmas we hadn't done any christmas shopping we hadn't done any hey it's it's coming up on the the christmas eve and we didn't get <laughs> we didn't realize well here was the thing today is what su- we already discussed this but i forget sunday yeah. this we finished the project on like wednesday thursday and we re- we thought it was a day before and we were like well friday we'll go shopping yeah, it's only tuesday it's so. only tuesday we'll go shopping on thursday or friday well we were saying this on thursday we were like oh shoot i didn't realize it's already oh my god we've got to get our stuff together so the handful of things will have to wait till after the holidays but it's usable um i love it it's it, the stove is what's the most um well, I love the sink. The sink is much bigger. It's much cleaner. It's the the faucet works nicely. It doesn't leak. Uh, <laughs> you know the little things in life. Um, the stove ta- is going to take getting used to again because I haven't used a powerful professional stove like this since we left New York because I'm used to now kind of a home one. And, and it's gas and it's double gas gas oven and gas oven doesn't. I've that's it's just remembering. That I don't gas know. Oven. Yeah, I'll teach you. This um, thing sounds like a monster when you click, click, click. When when the pilot light oh hits the oven, my it god. gives the really cool <laughs> sound. Yes, Ashley jumped. Like oh my god, Ashley I'm terrified the of this thing. First thing I turned it on. <laughs> um, but what I didn't realize is that this is too powerful for when I want. Like for instance, it doesn't. Um, if I want to, I have stock going right now, and it's just too big the burner even on the low settings too big so i got to get nice big pieces of iron or um giza what's giza in english oh gunshots oh, gunshots um giza is cast iron is that cast uh-huh. iron? okay cast iron to like a plate to put in to kind of diffuse the heat a little bit and our mo and our cop this is the mo- well yeah first and foremost first and foremost the mocha the cafe the coffee pot does not fit on the stove so this is paramount luckily we live in small town italy and in one of our neighboring towns aquilania there is a great iron worker and we've gotten a few of his pieces before we went by his and not like pieces like he's a i mean he is an artist at what he does but it's not like he has some studio this he just has a hardware store yeah. front and he has a shop in the back. So we went by the other day and we'll get a piece made to fit the stove yeah, perfectly. Yeah, she found something that, that they have that will work for now. Kind and of a then, little crutch. And she's um, like, yeah, after the after the holidays, come by. We'll make you whatever you want. So we're that, in that sense, this is where small town Italy is, is great. great. Yeah. <laughs> no problem at all. But um, Anyone out there know anything about Ikea countertops? Just real quick because we oh, don't yeah, know if this debate. is... We've had a lot of people respond to our videos or um, photos and asking how we're finishing or sealing the countertop. We have no freaking clue. Well, here's the thing. I, the, 
Claudio, Gaggi's friend, is a is a woodworker. He's into that, and we looked at it, and we did two test areas with two different types of oil. Uh, one was just a wood wet like beeswax and and mineral oil, and the other one was just like what I use to restore the uh, to keep up the cutting boards. And the oil just sits on top. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to believe it's a false, it's not real, it's not a real wood finish. Even though Ikea says you can, it's a wood, it's not, it's plastic. That's the weirdest part because then it says, yeah, use this wood oil when needed or whatever. And it's like, what, when are you needed? This doesn't, it's not absorbing into it's anything. It's not absorbing into the, into the surface. So I don't know if it doesn't feel like, pl- it doesn't feel like formica plastic, but it doesn't feel like wood either. Listen, Any of you know, I'm sure there's someone out there with this exact kitchen. <laughs> The we bobbin went, we uh, went, front doors. We didn't go for a nice built. We explained before because we would have to have coordinate all these people around Christmas time to. We do just wanted it. to keep it simple. We thought we oh, we'll do it ourselves DIY, baby. Yeah, I didn't want to have you. someone build the cabinets and then someone cut the countertops and then have it all come together. No, no, we thought this would be easier. We'll go to IKEA. We'll get it all. We'll throw it in. No problem. Yeah. God, you keeps making fun of us. There must be some new show on Italian television of a, you know, one of those U.S. Uh, trading spaces kind of do-it-yourself fixer-upper house shows because he keeps saying, "Oh, you Americans all want to DIY do-it-yourself." <laughs> it's just so funny. It's like hire a professional. Damn it. Um, so- well, moving on though. Or what did you want to say? No. Okay, I was going to say that the, had the kitchen finished. The segues right into our next story. Yeah, so never a dull moment here. Never. The morning we're thinking, all the right. Morning, the morning, we finished the kitchen. I forget. what these All these days run together. I have no idea what day it was. But the, we finished the kitchen the night before. The next morning we wake up and it's like, all right, let's start refilling it and let's start getting going. Well, um, we go to pump up the fire. We got the, we got a, our neighbor gave us a new insert for our fireplace we talk about it every podcast I know. that thing looks awesome it changed our lives it's so awesome anyway it was too awesome it was guys. too awesome the house didn't like it i chucked too much wood into the thing and it sent a fireball up through the chimney now the our we don't have a damp it's an old house right it doesn't have a damper it doesn't have a way to close off the chimney it's not uh lined with it doesn't have a liner in it it's just masonry it's a masonry chimney and masonry tends to hold a lot of the creosote, the um, the kind of resin that sticks to it. Even though we get it clean, there's still going to be residual because it's it's a rough surface. Anyway, I send a fireball up through that uh, chimney, and whatever the residual was caught on fire and started a chimney fire. It was we. <laughs> so here's the breakdown of the story. We throw he throws in the extra wood, and pretty immediately the tube going up. Towards, which was stainless um, steel. Which was stainless steel started just glowing red. And it was like, uh, Jay, look. <laughs> and then the door, there's a glass door. And the glass door was just rattling. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going to explode. I had this slow-mo vision, of course, super dramatic, like out of some film. That here it is, the first morning of the new kitchen. And we have this, the glass of the door of this oven of this fireplace insert just explodes and shoots glass and burning shard across the white <laughs> the new cabinets inserts the whole thing on should, fire should we be honest and tell them why we we threw too much wood in the thing because my beautiful homemade scandinavian whatever looking um wood that i put these kind of like think birch um you gotta describe it better okay so there was space in between where the insert was smaller than this than the than the fireplace so instead of um putting something i don't know leaving got, it just just open, open 
we had an idea to take um, straight pieces of wood and stack them around like you've seen this Scandinavian. It's a Scandinavian kind of thing uh-huh. where the wood surrounds the insert and it looks kind of in there. Mm-hmm. And it looked great. It mm-hmm. did look great. God, you took one look at it and said, you guys are assholes. You're wasting your time. That's going to catch on fire. It took me days and I even kind of threw out my back, which is so ridiculous, cutting 37 centimeter pieces or 39 centimeter pieces of wood. And exactly. So we put fire brick around the the, um, the stove and we put it around the tube to insulate it between the wood. But sure enough, that morning it was cold and I, you know, it was a cold morning and I threw wood in there and it, it caught on fire. Now that wasn't that big of a deal because wood catching on fire inside of a fireplace is not the end of the world. So we start pulling it out. So we just start pulling it out and chucking it into the stove not realizing that that thing's like a little engine and it it's not like it's got a, a ventilator so it's it's meant to make that air rock and roll and move around in there now 10 10 years we've lived here and we've had fires as big as we can make them in that fireplace literally meter length pieces of wood going up <laughs> the chimney <laughs> um and never had a problem but this is different it just it kind of like it's it. concentrated yeah and, and we oh. didn't realize that if you throw too much, I mean, we were warned, don't put too much wood, but. God, you warned us about every goddamn thing about this story, to be honest. And that's part of what pissed us off. <laughs> so we said, don't overload the box. We overloaded the box. First, he said, don't put the wood around it because you guys, it looks stupid and it could combust or catch on fire. It did. And third, he told us we should have had a longer tube to go up to the top from the beginning. And that was, again, part of the problem. So when these, when we chucked the wood in and then all of a sudden everything started just getting way too hot and the thing I thought was going to explode, Jason ran outside. I mean, it's never a dull moment. This is 6.45, 7 in the morning. He runs outside grabs a bucket, throws the wood in, and we're thinking, okay, whew, whew, okay, we got, we got it. it. No big we got deal. It. We got it. We got it. We'll move, we're going to remove all the wood from around the fireplace now. That scared the shit out of us, but it's out of the, the, the fireplace is now empty. We're okay. And Jason starts, but you could kind of hear something, and he starts walking up the stairs um, to the second land, to the first landing where he, uh, kind of the chimney follows up the back wall there, and he could hear, he goes, oh my God, Ash, listen. Crack, 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 crack. No, crack. more like. Yeah. yeah. So there's a bend in the. Ch- it's not a straight shot up. There's a bend in it, and where that bend is is where the smoke hits, and it c- accumulates. Whatever, whatever the residual is in the residual creosote in there, it caught on fire. Scared the crap. out So of then me. we run outside to a high point where we can try to see the chimney, and we're like. Holy shit, there's flames coming out of the top of the chimney. This house is how tall? And three stories. Three it's stories. Huge. We're on the first floor. We're on the bottom floor, ground floor, and the chimney. Well, the, the flames weren't that bad. It was that it was spurting out And then it crap. started spitting out stuff. Yeah, it wasn't. Because then we went and YouTubed a bunch of, I'd never seen a chimney fire. So, we, oh. so I've, I saw ones on YouTube that was like, holy crap. Yeah. This was, the flames weren't that bad. It was, we have wood beam ceilings. That's what really scared me. So well, we called we the, called fire the fire department. department. 115. 115, if you're in Italy, fire department. Um, they came out. It took them forever because it the ice, a- <laughs> ice, the roads were icy, and they're in Cali, which is not close. It took about forty-five minutes and about six or seven phone calls to make sure they knew where they were going or the directions, and to give us tips or find out what the status of the fire was. Um, by the time they got here, it, it started slowing down. Yeah, it was pretty much out by the time. That but we you got could here. still hear cracking. Yeah. So they got up on the roof. They weren't worried about the uh, fire in the in the chimney flue in the at the top they that didn't concern them what concerned them is the fact that the wait wait let's not jump ahead they got up on the roof mm-hmm. in 
full-on harnesses. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, I mean, our, Jason's always dying to get up on the roof. He's like, maybe I should get up there and check things out. And I'm like, no way. Well, as soon as I saw those firefighters in, like, crazy harnesses strapped back inside the house, it was like, yeah, no way. Anyway, their main concern was the, um, the beam that passes next to the flu. Uh, is that what it's called? The wood flu? beam. The wood yeah, beam. Wood because beam. Um, it heated up the flu up there m- so much that you, we could hear this masonry cracking. And if that catches one of the beams on fire, now you have a – now that's the big deal. The, nothing's in the – once the uh, – once they the uh, all the stuff inside burns away, there's nothing left to burn. In the chimney. Yeah. But exactly. So we weren't sure how the house was restored in 97 or what kind of – and classic. They forgot their camera scope to be able to look yeah, in. Yeah, they're like, well, we need the scope. We're like, okay, go get it. We're like, all right. I'm like, great. They're like, oh, we didn't bring that one. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. So then they basically go on to tell us, uh, just keep – yeah, it's hot up here, because part of the stucco did crack, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just keep checking the wall. Three or four hours, it could spread. And, well, they, um, yeah, they said just stick around today. Keep checking the wall. It should start cooling down, and if it doesn't cool down, call us back. Well, if, luckily, it cooled down. Um, but now we are prohibited from using that fireplace. And anymore. I got a fine. Because <laughs> the rent's fine. in my name, the contract's in my name. So I, I got a freaking fine. So come to find out this fireplace is so outside of regulation in 2017, 18. Shocking. It's not even funny. Well, what do you expect from a house that's 300 years old? And was restored in probably an, an era when there wasn't a lot of... Control. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. In the, in the 90s, it was probably a... little a, less. A little less. So... Um, in order to use the fireplace again, we're pro, I mean, we're prohibited from using it until they fix it and then certify it. And then the fire department, I'm sure would come out and say, or I guess you submit that to the fire department. And a couple of people were like, ah, you can still use it. And it's like, I'm not going to be the idiot who burns his house down after the uh, fire department comes, comes out. The day after Christmas. No. And we have a buddy who's a truffle hunter. Some of you guys have met him and Caleb from Piobico. And he is um, a firefighter with Kali. So we'll have him come over and kind of advise us of what to do or where to get the inspection. But we were really not excited. The worst part was going to be telling Gaji, we thought. Well, we weren't sure what was going to be worse. Telling Fushiani, our landlord, thinking, oh, shit. Or telling Gaji that he was right. So Gaji ended up to be the worst because then when we told Fushiani, Gaji, well, Gaji just laughed. He goes, "I told you so. You guys are idiots." He just went on a diatribe. Oh, of course it was. Why don't you listen to me? Everything I say is correct because <laughs> we said we don't know when to listen to you. Thirty-eight percent of the time you're wrong. The rest you're right. And he goes, "Ragazzi, I'm right all of the time." <laughs> but we so the next day we go and tell Fush, and we're like, "Oh, great." Not that he's going to be upset, but just... Well, we will go to Fushiani's Magazino, and if any of you who have been here, I'll um, know, but I'll paint the picture. It's a big warehouse with nothing but cheeses and meats and salamis, and at this time of year, he makes baskets, because it's very traditional to bring, give a basket of salamis and prosciutto and cheese, and his place is packed. It is a full-on Santa's workshop, oh, charcuterie it's workshop. It's a fat person's delight workshop. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And um, he is busy. So we knew we didn't want to go into it, but we had to tell him because word of – listen, this is a small town. If we don't tell him, if we try to be – why wouldn't we tell him? Uh-huh. It's going to get back to him regardless. So let's be the point. So we tell him, hey, Dami, I know you know – two seconds. There was, there was an incident at Kakamone. Everything's fine. There was a fire. And he, he was walking by and he's he, – then he stops. He goes, where? And we go, in the chimney. He goes, oh, 
Like, totally. She goes, like, oh, what? Okay. Yeah, okay. Like, why are you we telling go, me? We call the fire department. He goes, what? <laughs> we go, we call the fire department. He goes, why? We go, I go, I saw stuff. I saw the, the, flames. Stu- the flames and the stuff spurting out and going on the roof. And it's a wooden, you know, it's a wooden beam seal. You know, he goes, for God's sake. Next time. You fire two or three shotgun blasts up the chimney. It knocks all the stuff back down and kills the fire. Call me next time. And he goes, <laughs> he just walks away. He just walks away. I thought I had the, I had the fire department report ready to share with, show him. Or if you had any questions or <laughs> follow up. No. Next time, get a gun. Shoot on up there. And you could just see as soon as we told him it was in the, in the, like the way he reacted when we told him he called the fire department, he was just like, you could see his mind was just going, oh, you guys are wimps, 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 wimps. Wuss, 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 wuss. Oh my gosh. So it feels like never a dull moment and that we can't catch a break. (laughs) Like we thought that we finally got figured it out. We were going to heat this house the right way and nice and warm. Oh man, that thing heated the whole floor and it's just cockamony. We've. Every time we try to push our limits with this house, she's living. She's alive. I swear to God, she's alive. We hear noise. There's noises. There's she, water ghosts. Yeah. Like. <laughs> she's alive. We've earned her respect. Over, we've earned her respect by caring for her and, and not treating her bad. But she will only go so far. New kitchen, like making her look pretty with a new kitchen. She's cool Oh, with. nice new dress. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. New clothes. A uh, little bit of paint, a little bit of this. Uh, clean, you know, those kind of things she's cool with. When you try putting in a new it's like modern- a transplant, some sort of organ transplant, yeah. she's like, I don't think so. She's like, no way. You guys are getting over. There's no way you're getting over out here and putting in this thing and think you're You gonna- think you're living in this house warm? <laughs> <laughs> That's not the way I roll. No, this house uh, has a mind of her own. I would say to a girlfriend, there might not have been a straight wall in this house when we were doing the construction, but by God, at least she's sturdy. Because- yeah, she has strong bones. Oh. <sighs> Oh, man, it, I, it was not a fun morning and just makes you nervous and sick to see your, your house on fire. And, and thankfully, it was just such a minor one. But um, so, <laughs> I called, I've never called the fire department before. No. And they basically told us if we decided to start a fire in it again. Don't call them. If it, <laughs> it, 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 the fire guy goes, if you start another fire, it's on you. Like, do <laughs> totally. not call us. Because <laughs> they were all not concerned, but they did look around. They saw that we live in here and they're like, um, how are you going to heat? heat? Like you need to close everything off because how are you going to heat this place? And it, <sighs> so I can't be cheap. I have to turn on. We have heating. Like, <laughs> we yeah. have. Jason just opts out for us. Well, it's much more efficient. Not efficient. No, it's not efficient. It's much cheaper to heat with wood <laughs> than it is to heat with uh, gas with the propane from the tank. But thankfully, it's Christmas time, so we get heat for I'll two days. <laughs> I will allow. I will allow heat on until the twenty sixth after San Stefano. <laughs> Better put on a jacket. Shut it down. If you're coming into the kitchen, I suggest a jacket. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So our next uh, thing for the new year, our New Year's goal will be to find someone to get up on our roof in the middle of January and snake a uh, stainless steel tube down the chimney like Santa. Maybe Santa will bring that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is. It's never, ever dull out here. It, you might think, what are those kids up to? Those crazy kids. There's nothing to do out there in the winter. Well, we keep ourselves pretty busy. <laughs> um, yesterday was a big day here in Italy. Um, yesterday was the last good shopping day for Ooh. food and everything before Christmas Eve. Jason's now- big laugh of the day was, it's a guerra. It's a guerra. It's a war at the grocery store. <laughs> I was very concerned yesterday because we, weren't, we were kind of behind a little bit. And yesterday's the 23rd. 
23rd. And even though the grocery stores say they're going to be open on the 24th, it's all going to be picked over. The butchers are closed. Like, the grocery store is open, but unless you just need, like, grocery store stuff. Well, it's a double whammy. Normally, most grocery stores aren't open on Sunday anyway, let alone on a holiday. So, yeah, you know there's nothing new. It's going to be what is picked over and left over from the Mad Dash. And the butcher's closed and the Fruta Vendelo's closed. So, yeah, if you need a little milk or if you're running Mm. out of dry goods, okay, you can get it today. But otherwise, you better have everything. So, that means Saturday was the last day to shop for Christmas Eve, Christmas San Stefano, and then even though every pardon me, even though everything will be open, reopen on Wednesday morning, there's nothing new. No. <laughs> you will not see anything new on the shelf in, in the grocery store until the end of the week. So with all this going on and we're going to God, you know, we can't show up empty handed. I've got to contribute. We had to have this kitchen done and I gotta start making stuff. We had to go to the grocery store when it opened. Seven thirty, we had to be there because it will be war. And Jason is hysterical because he's the grocery shopper. And we pull in, and it was like, "Oh, there's a spot right there." And then he was like, "Oh my god, there's no carts. There's no carts already. Look at all of these cars." And we get in, and there's no none of the other little tiny just drag carts. And he's like, "There are no carts. Look at the lines. Oh my god!" And it was everywhere just so, we went, and we were he out sounded there like early. some crazy we like eighty year old woman. Oh my god. When there's no cuts. What are we going to do? It just, because, it just gets pandemonium. It uh-huh. just gives me anxiety because everyone is shopping for, like, it's not like they're buying for no, four. It's they're, not like I'll take a quarter pound of this. No, it's like <laughs> the lists of stuff. And there are lots of old ladies, lots of elbows. So I want to get in and out of there early. And we showed up at the crack crack of dawn and we did good we did well but, but we it was forgot good. flour yeah, <laughs> we did back. forget a few things <laughs> um but it, it was good we got in there we got out of there i was joking with everyone if they were ready everyone said they were uh they 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 were stocked up mm-hmm. they were cardica <sighs> but um we got everything today we got i got my new stove is chooching away i've got to make a lasagna bianco with um porcini and uh, uh bechamel what else am i gonna make oh I have gathered ingredients to make for Ashley requested pecan sticky buns. And these are brioche buns. Oh, I, I, found, a, I, I found a Julia Child from the 80s. And she had this Laura Silverton. Something like that. Something like that on. And it takes three days to make these brioche sticky buns. But that is what, that is what the beautiful Ashley requests. And I had to scour the internet. I've been like gathering ingredients for a month <laughs> <laughs> to make these things. So they better freaking be. Good. I told you I'd eat them regardless. I am a happy eater when it comes to those things and uh, not too picky. I'm just, oh man, it sounds so good. The French toast was excellent too. Uh, tonight we have um, the, uh, the Vigilia at Gaji's house. We're having a magro dish. So we talked about this this morning when they came over at 630. Listen, we tacked our wheel to the wrong, we hitched our wheel to the wrong wagon when it comes to Christmas Eve because I've always heard of these epic 12 fish, the feast of 12 fishes and these incredible seafood dinners and we live deep in the country so it's like, oh man, I just think that sounds so good and Gaji lives on the coast, great, we're going to have this wonderful seafood dinner. No, for some freaking reason, Gaji's family does a magro dinner, they call it magro. Lean. A lean meal on Christmas Eve, who does that we got they shafted. Do. so we we talked about this this morning and they gaji and and claudio were not familiar of the whole 12 fishes thing and then it got me thinking is this only a napolitano is this from one little 
part of Italy where they do like always. Because they were like twelve fishes. They go, yeah, you have fish, fish, but twelve. So, what? So, so to, um, no big meal tonight. We're having is the spaghetti with tuna and uh, uh, tomato. Kind of like a, a little whack. A little like... coming home on a Wednesday night. What do we got? I got a can of tuna and some tomatoes. Let's yeah. So, so we, we need to find a better why. hookup for Christmas Eve. Well, we asked him why. <laughs> why do you do it that way? And I, well, first of all, his family's from Chita de Castello, so they would they have bacala. They wouldn't get fresh fish that often. Chita de Castello is in Umbria, deep in the valley. Um, and also his family was poor, so if you had a big, you get one or the other. I don't think it was um, big Christmas Eve dinner and then big Christmas Day dinner. I think you get one or the other. So I think um, they carried on that tradition. Also, God, you said it's too much work. <laughs> he doesn't do shit. What do you I mean know. it's too much work? He, he doesn't do anything. That's so funny. All he does is sit there and um, and eat. And then we got to talking. He asked me, are we going to midnight mass? And uh, we said, well, I don't know because I go to bed. We just we talked about it. I go to bed at like 930. Midnight? Are you kidding me? How are we going to make it to midnight? And then we're going to Chichita Costello to visit his uh, his family the next morning for Christmas lunch. He goes, I know, Ragazzi. I know. But listen, here's what you do. You have a couple of whiskeys after dinner. You know, you go, you get, 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 get nice and nice. Just before you get drunk. Just before you get drunk. And you go to mass. Yeah, you don't want to go. It's it's you're tired. It's not convenient. It's not very convenient. But then you're done. You're taken care of. And then oh yeah, you go to bed. You feel nice. You go to bed you at sleep, one. You sleep tranquil. You don't have to. You don't have to worry about it in the morning. You don't have to worry about it. Otherwise, then we have to wake up early in the morning. We have to get dressed. Then we have to go to mass. We have to come back home and get all the things together and then dry. It's just easier this way. So I'm undecided. We'll see. Yes, midnight mass just always makes me think of my grandpa. If, so, if you want to go, I'll go. But if you don't want to go, I, I do not want to drive down. We'll leave road. it as a cliffhanger to the listeners. No one cares. No, <laughs> like, one, no cares. one cares. No one cares. Oh, my gosh. But this is the season of uh, what's going on out here, this uh, holiday season. That's what's been going on in our uh, little freaking neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, La Bafana, the big festival is coming up for the Epiphany in Umbria. Oh, Umbria. In Urbania. Um, we're really excited. That's the next kind of thing to mm-hmm. look forward to. After the after Christmas, nothing here is opened. Will be open from now until the most stuff. The sixth of January. No, till this then till after the sixth. The sixth is the festival. Oh, that's true. The sixth is <laughs> Epiphany. So probably it depends on when the sixth. Exactly. It's usually the eighth, kind of. Mm-hmm. So it puts a. Uh, so we're we're uh, kind of just hanging out and getting the last little things done. Till exactly. Then. It'll be a listen to Christmas music, put around baking, and all things nice until we meet up with Gaji and uh, the test of patience. But he's normally on his best behavior for Christmas. Uh, depends on who he's with. That is true. If he's with the, like the part of the family he likes, he can get he gets. Uh, he gets he's honoring as ever though. Yep. Um, oh, oh, the other thing that's coming that's um, on Stan Stefano is the Prosepe. Oh, yes, in Piovico, the living nativity scene. Um, the Presepe Vivente, we did that one time, the living nativity scene. A lot of towns in Italy do it. Uh, we were invited to participate one time um, and one time only. Ashley was not did not adhere to the being silent part and chatted people up and was told to be quiet several times and we have never been invited <laughs> to participate in the Persepe. I was told I didn't respect I didn't respect the respectful silence. <laughs> that is true. 
So, uh, but regardless, even though we're not participating, it's still fun to watch. <laughs> even though we're not to participate, <laughs> um, <laughs> and that will, I'm sure, we'll take a bunch of photos of that. And little known fact: the the um, baby born in Peobico closest to Christmas becomes baby Jesus that year. Exactly, so we'll I love see it. Who we'll see. is baby Jesus? Who's going to be baby Jesus this Which year? Ashley is always. Uh, at first, Ashley was very. Um, flabbergasted that how can they bring the, the first year we went i think it was freezing it's out freezing. and that little baby was like a week old I was like, this is a real baby oh my god but they put him under like heat lamps, they did put him under <laughs> heat lamps. i saw that that was funny anyway all right very good i thank you so much for downloading and listening to our podcast if you want to check out anything about us ashley's going to bring it home and let you know where to find us you know where to find us folks facebook twitter instagram our blog our website latavola marca l-a-t-a-v-o-l-a-m-a-r-c-h-e we wish you a very very happy holidays and here's to a fantastic 2018 we hope to see you at our farmhouse then all right happy healthy and a safe one thank you so much for listening we appreciate it and can't believe you actually did it (laughs) ciao ciao Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.